The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Yes, good morning, Rob. How are you? Good. It's, uh, it's been, uh, you know, uh, challenging. It's, uh, <laughs> a lot of things are changing. Yeah. Uh, people's mindsets are still March and April and, uh, which is, which is tough. Um, um, it, it, uh, it is challenging. We're listing a lot of properties still, but now we're listing at higher than normal market value prices. Mm. All right, so, so people are expecting even higher than, uh, things so we, we're starting to carry an inventory of high, high highly priced overpriced properties a little wow. bit wow. and uh, so it looks like it looks like we have to actually work harder now uh, with <laughs> as being realtors uh, and uh, let our clients know that the market uh, may not bear that price and if it does fantastic for them if not then uh, we have to do some uh, adjustments on the uh, on the price but um, but yeah it's uh, it, it, it is a little frustrating out there we had one deal uh, we were representing the buyer, and they were asking nine hundred thousand for it. And uh, and uh, our our client came in a uh, hundred thousand over asking. So basically, if they're asking nine hundred, we came in at a million. We were the highest bid, uh, I think four or five offers, and the sellers rejected. They said, "Nope, we want more." So they uh, basically didn't sell with with four or five offers. Uh, this is on the on the West Mountain. Um, so. So things are uh, being a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, frustrating out there, and sellers are being, you know, their their expectations a lot higher, and that's just the way the market is. Uh, we're in a transition area, but the funny thing about this market is the cooling off is just a slight cooling off. It's not like uh, it's not like it's a, a light switch went off and and prices. Uh, are changing like overnight. They're just not going up to the level that they were in March and April, but, but it is a cooling off period and, uh, and, and which is good. Like it's a nice, simple, easy going, you know, situation. So, uh, would you say that most people who are putting their home up for sale are looking at that overpriced scenario or are some of them in tune with the market and realizing that there has been a shift? A lot of people are in tune with the market. They, they realize the market's changed. They understand it. They're fine with it. Um, and they will look at the professional uh, and, and, and go by their advice. A lot of people are listening to their uh, professional brother-in-law. And that's a no-go. Uh, that he's, uh, he, knows the, he knows real estate better than even realtors. Uh, they're listening to their cousins. They're listening to whatever in-laws they're listening to. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and it's actually causing problems for the people that are selling. 
at uh, their houses. It is causing problems. And then they realize that they, you know, they shouldn't have. Because a lot of people will say this, hey, your house is worth, uh, let's say, $1.2 million. Then, then, you know, then it verifies for me that if he says it's worth $1.2 million, then my price at $1,050,000 uh, is the right price. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so, and I, uh, I, uh, and, and, it, it's, and, and it verifies it. You verify it more because everybody always goes high on the numbers. And, yeah. and that's, and then, so everybody, like, will go like this. If I, I wouldn't sell your house less than this much, I wouldn't sell. But they don't know the market. They're just giving a number out of the, out of the air. And, and it's causing problems for people that are selling. And, and sometimes it's, it's costing them money. And, uh, and you know, it's, again, you know, people that, people that they work with, their in-laws and everything, it's causing problems. It's causing a little bit of a problem. And then they find out six months later that, you know, we were right. And but, so we're seeing a lot of houses stay on the market a little longer. We're starting to see, you know, houses on the market ten, uh, two weeks, four weeks. You're, you're starting to see them now. Mm-hmm. They're starting to come up. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin, along with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Coming up in a matter of seconds, we're going to talk about the real estate stats for July. You can go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com, and get the hottest listings in town. And hey, if you want to put your home up for sale, you got to call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Follow the Golfie team on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Again, that is questions at robgolfie.com. Let's dive into the real estate statistics for July. Really top level, the Realtors Association of Hamilton-Burlington reporting that there were 1,275 homes sold Last month, down 20% uh, from the previous month, down 20% since July of 2020. Um, the average price listed at $847,000. Again, this is Hamilton and Burlington. That's down 2% from last month, but up 22% from July 2020. How would you describe July of 2021? Um, I thought it was more becoming uh, into a uh, normal market. Um, a lot of the unit numbers that sold um, was a lot. Uh, was it, it actually was a lot less than uh, 2020. Surprisingly, I thought it, I thought it was going to be close to the same. So, like like for instance, in Ancaster last year in July, uh, they sold 93 homes. This year it was 55 homes, so it's down 41 percent. Now, last year, obviously, uh, July was the month that everything started kicking in. So the the uh, the spring and summer market kicked in at the same time. And July was pretty, uh, I would say July last year was pretty, was was a month that things started uh, going, uh, the confidence level started coming back and people uh, buying and selling real estate. So, so you're going to see all the unit numbers uh, of July last year is all, always going to be higher than July this year. But if you go based on July of 2019, I wish I actually had those numbers with me. You'll find that it's very uh, comparable. July July of 2019 and July of 2021, they are very very close to comparisons in unit numbers. So, in my opinion, we're back to a normal market, and uh, when it comes to unit sales, and and we're still definitely up uh, in 
in most cases uh, in uh, average sale price year over year. But month over month, we'll get to that in a bit. But Ancaster, uh, in July of, uh, of this year, so uh, average sale price is a million and ninety six thousand. And last year it was uh, eight hundred and thirty-eight thousand eight hundred. So it's up. It's up thirty-one percent from last year. Like average sale price uh, in Ancaster. That's huge numbers. Like those are unheard of numbers. So, so, so it's uh, it, things are doing well. Dundas is up fourteen percent. You know, uh, average sale price in Dundas was uh, nine hundred eighty-nine thousand. Uh, last year was uh, eight hundred sixty-eight thousand. 14, up 14% from last year. Glamboro, uh, again, uh, $1,278,000 uh, was the average sale price in July this year. Last year, it was $1,066,000. And uh, so so no, no matter what, things are up. So that's uh, Glamboro, that's 20% up. But look at Glamboro. Glamboro, you know, did really well. Last year, the average sale price was 964000 This year, Sorry, sorry. This year, the average sale price was nine hundred sixty-four thousand in Glanbrook. Last year was six hundred and fifty-nine thousand. Forty-six percent increase year over year. That was probably the biggest increase, uh, uh, probably in the Hamilton board. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Hamilton Central, twenty-four percent up from last year. So the average sale price this year in Hamilton Central is five hundred seventy-one thousand five hundred. Last year, it was uh, 462,500, 24% increase uh, July over July. Hamilton East, uh, again, uh, we have the average sale price was uh, 589,000. And last year, it was uh, 499,500, 18% increase year over year in Hamilton East. Hamilton Mountain was a 27, sorry, 26% increase. So this year, the average sale price in July for for Hamilton Mountain, seven hundred and forty-four thousand average sale price on the mountain. Last year it was five hundred and ninety-two thousand five hundred twenty-seven twenty-six percent increase. Hamilton Mountain is always a strong market. Hamilton West, um, they are July of this year, six hundred thirty-five thousand is the average sale price. Last uh, last year was five hundred twenty-four thousand, twenty-one percent increase. Uh, incredible. And then Stony Creek. Now this is Stony Creek upper and lower combined. Um, last year, eight hundred and twenty-five thousand was the average sale price. This year, eight hundred and thirty-eight thousand, twenty-nine percent increase in Stony Creek upper and lower. Water down, very strong market. We're starting to get people coming from water. Obviously, water down. Uh, like people wanted Burlington, they ended up in water down. People in Guelph, Kitchener, Cambridge. You know, they're still close, and because it's it's close access to the Aldershot Go Train. Um, last year, uh, sorry, this year in July, average sale price of water down is $1,042,000. Hmm. Last year, 747000 in July. 40% increase. What an investment. That, you that's... bought two, two years ago <laughs> in water down. Yeah. You done well. Congratulations to all, especially all the first-time buyers that bought in water down. They definitely are going to benefit from... Um, from all that. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, amazing. even even those people who bought a year ago in Waterdown, you know, the likelihood of them selling that home, you know, a year later is probably really remote. However, that home that they purchased last year has risen $300,000, just shy of that, in one year. That is absolutely remarkable. It, it, the the it's other, an, It's amazing. Yeah. It's totally amazing. 
And, uh, like, I mean, it's such a refreshing feel for that first-time buyer. They go, oh, so glad that we bought uh, last year. And some of them were probably, like, like hurting financially just buying it. Like, they were stretching themselves. And this year, at least they, they've got, like, they feel like they've done the right thing mm-hmm. and they bought. So, so water water down was uh, was good. Was we, good for them. We got to take a quick break here, but I do have uh, to point out a couple of things on the other side of the break in terms of the sales numbers in a couple of Hamilton neighborhoods. We'll get to that and a whole lot more still to come here, including buying an investment property near a university or college. Remember to go online to robgolfie.com and call the Golfie team at 905-575-7700. You're listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Joining me once again is Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. Go online and check out the website, robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And follow the Golfie team on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have a topic idea for a future program or you want to ask Rob a question, send the Golfie team an email. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Lots to come still on the show, including talk about first-time homebuyers escaping to small towns because, well, that's really the only housing they can afford at this point. And we'll get to a Hamilton counselor that has a lot of negative responses in terms of the proposed urban boundary expansion debate that's happening in this city right now. They've been going through the July 2020 versus 2021 uh, real estate stats in Hamilton and Burlington and uh, some unbelievable numbers in terms of average sale price. Every neighborhood in the city is up and up considerably from last year at this time. The number of sales are down really across the board. However, in Dundas and in Hamilton West, sales were higher in July of 2021 compared to July of 2020. Not substantially, 7% and 4%. So we're not talking about huge gains. But does it show the strength of those two neighborhoods that people are looking at homes and seeing some value there? Absolutely. Um, like, um, Dundas, like, like those areas now, um, year over year now, it's, the key thing is, is what's going to happen this year, like, like month over month, because, um, we had substantial gains, especially the gains happened in the beginning of this year, especially the beginning of this year Mm -hmm. for, for last year. But like, but look at it. I mean, it's just 30%, 20%, 46% in Glanbrook. Like it's incredible. Like, like in Burlington, um, we had an 18% increase uh, July over July, July of 2021 versus 2020. 
And, you know, like the average sale price in Burlington right now is uh, $1,043,000 versus last year, 885000 Like, and unbelievable. Like, it's, it's just uh, now how can, we, how can this keep going? Have, uh, people haven't gotten raise increases at their work. There must be money out there. Uh, people need to have du- double income in a household to afford a house. Now, and that, that brings a lot of other issues, like can they afford to have a baby? Because if, they, if they're going to take a, a mat leave of a year, can they live on the, uh, the income uh, for a mat leave for a year mm-hmm. if they have a baby and their mortgage like, was based on d- a double income? And so there, there's issues there. So like, like, and, and then having daycare and all that kind of stuff, there's a lot of issues there. So, um, it's, it's going to get tougher and tougher for people to afford. That's why, like you said uh, earlier that we're going to talk about, you know, people are moving away, uh, from, uh, city centers and, and to smaller areas, but, but look at Oakville, Oakville, um, you know, the uh, average sale price was, uh, 1,519,000. And that's this year of July. And now last year of July is uh, 1,240,000, 23% increase year over year. Just incredible. Um, Yeah, Brant Brant, Brant County, uh, both the same. Brantford up 25% year over year, $515,000 last July compared to 649 last month. Brant County up 44%, almost a million dollars for a home in Brant County. So outside of Brantford, $982,000 last month, up from $683,000 in July of 2020. And Niagara still steaming hot, whether it's uh, Grimsby, Niagara Falls, Niagara-on-the-Lake, which is over a million, St. Catharines, Well and Thorold, they're they're all up. Everywhere it's up, it's up. And then... uh, um, so it's just like, so we're going to see this up until the end of the uh, end of this year, um, with the numbers being up uh, over last year. But, uh, but then I, I also got the sheet there where we did month over month. Right. So, mm-hmm. so in Hamilton, uh, July, um, uh, we've got 777,000 average sale price. June was 784,000. So it's down 1%. Just, this is in Hamilton. Um, so, so it's cooling off, but it's not, not substantial, like not enough to make a huge difference on, uh, to, to, you know, get people scared. Burlington is down a little bit now Burlington, because it's such a high end area, like you can get some major high, expensive homes in Burlington that sell, for instance, uh, like 6 million, 10 million, $20 million. And, and then you, the following month, you don't get that. It could, it could change the number. So mm-hmm. Burlington, uh, you know, 1, and, uh, uh, 1,144,598,000 was uh, last, uh, so, sorry, actually Burlington July of this year, 1,044,000, okay? Uh, last, uh, last uh, sorry, yet last month, June, that's July, June was 1,044,598. It's down 9% month over month from June and July. So, so July is down 9%. And it could, and again, like I said, it could be a couple of big homes that sold in, uh, in, um, uh, June that made July, uh, bring the numbers down. Brantford, uh, it's up 3% just because it's a smaller, a smaller, uh, urban, uh, area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so July 647,000, uh, and then, uh, for Ju- July and June, it was 630,000. Uh, so it's up 30, uh, 
St. Catharines is down 6% uh, from, uh, from June. So July, you know, again, uh, 629,000 versus 670,000 in uh, June. So it's down 6%. Niagara Falls is down 3%. So it's still hanging in there. Welland is up 1%. Again, uh, Sleeping Beauty is uh, Welland. <laughs> so in, it's been like that. Like, uh, so Welland's getting some, uh, some action. Uh, Toronto is down 2%. Um, when it's uh, month over month, so it's uh, so it's it's not major. Now, if you base uh, our July numbers versus March and April, yeah, definitely it's going to be a lot a lot less. But it doesn't mean real estate values have come down. It's just the real estate hasn't gone up to that level. That was a peak moment. It was uh, if, you know, like I said, if you sold in March and April and part of May, uh, you actually benefited. But if but if you bought, if you sold and bought, you, it balanced out. But the retirees that sold and decided to go to a, a retirement home or, or a retirement center or whatever, they, if they cashed out, they did well. So they've got a really good uh, dollar for their house, and they can live off that money, and which is fantastic. So. Great stats and uh, great numbers to look forward to when uh, when we're looking at the fall. Are we expecting a traditional fall market? Uh, we, we had a somewhat of a traditional spring market this year. It's kind of you know flooded into a little bit of the summer, but are we, are we expecting more of a traditional fall market this year? Uh, I do, I do. The next time I will have the 2019 numbers because because it going versus you know last year 2020 and 21. Those are COVID years. Now let's go into a normal year, which was 2019. Um, like, like traditionally, like if, like, like let's say for instance in uh, in in Ancaster. So in 2020, there was 93 homes sold in Ancaster. In 2021, this is we're talking July. 2021, there was 55. In 2019, it's very close to that 55 mark. And. Um, so the unit numbers will be more like uh, a normal market. Uh, average sale price is still going to, you know, it's still going to hang in there. And it's going to, it's going to stick and it's going to grip on. Uh, and I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's going to change. I think things are going to get better and better as, as time goes on, but to a certain degree, I'm not saying it's going to be like March and April this year. So everybody, please do not expect those numbers. Maybe next year we might see some surprises. We don't know, but, the market, the market dictates what your home is worth, what a willing buyer is willing to pay. It's like anybody buying anything, you know. People look at stuff. If they don't like it, they don't buy it. It's because they didn't feel the value was there. So, mm-hmm. if but, you if you want yeah. to sell your house, if you want to sell your house, that is, uh, you're in the market to buy a house as well. Call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie Team, nine zero five five seven five seventy seven hundred. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G O L F I. Dot com. Let's talk about Hamilton's urban boundary expansion debate. This is um, uh, there, there's a lot of pros, uh, uh, people uh, for this, and a lot of people against this. Uh, there is one city councilor uh, out in Stony Creek, Brad Clark, who uh, received thousands of responses. So basically, the city sent out a questionnaire, uh, if you will, to you know residents across the city, and basically outlining three options: Do we want to expand the urban boundary, so basically eat into farmlands to develop new homes, uh, new businesses? Uh, option two would be, you know, stay as is, you know, don't do anything. And option three is, all right, if you don't like option one or two, tell us what you would rather prefer. So Brad Clark uh, tweeted the other day that he received, I think it was 8,265 responses. 
8,258 of them, so 99.9%, said no, do not eat into the farmland and expand our boundary. Um, Four people said option one was their preferred um, option, and then three other people said, all right, uh, you know, here's, here's my idea. Uh, an overwhelming response, and I guess the, the people who are voting no are more apt to intensify what we already have. So build up as opposed to build out. Um, how do you see this playing out, and, and what do you make of this? I, I think it, it, it's something they were just looking to see what the mindset is, but it, they, they are building up. That's already happening, and it's going to continue happening. But if they don't build out, um, and it, it's going to make it more expensive for anybody that wants to uh, buy uh, any buy. They they have to they have to expand to, uh, expand out. They have to. Um, otherwise, real estate's going to get just too expensive. And and the, and the majority of the people that are buying uh, built uh, up like in the, in the city centers, they're mostly investors. And eventually, the transition happens over time. Mm-hmm. But uh, but right now, like they need to they need to expand. And and I get it. I nobody wants to, you know, start developing farmland because you know we're feeling like land land is, we're we're chewing up into the uh, land. But that's it's been going on since the first time people came to Canada, and and they just kept growing and growing and growing. I'm, and I'm sure they've had this conversation fifty years ago, or even a hundred years ago. I, I I you know it's hard to tell, but um, we do have a lot of land. Um, Otherwise, housing is going to get so expensive, and either they're going to uh, people that own homes already. It's easy for them to say it because they own a home. You know, stay in the city center, don't build out, and yeah, housing prices will jump. But people that don't have a house right now, they're not going to be able to afford to buy anything, and you know what I mean. Like, and it's just going to get too expensive where where people are going to be renting more. So. They need to build out. They need to keep con- consistently building, building, building to get control of the market and keep the market balanced. Because if they don't, just, real estate's just going to get so expensive, and it's just not going to be. It's not going to be worth it. It's just. It's going to be tough. Tough. Nobody. Nobody will be able to afford it. And uh, but again, like I said. They're still going to build out. They just wanted to see what the mindset was, I think. That's yeah, all. and in Hamilton's case, we're hearing from city staff that we're expecting to see 236,000 new residents to our city uh, in the next 30 years. That's a lot of people to be building up. 236,000. You times that by three, that's the population growth. Yeah. So so it, it, we're looking at probably another 750,000 people moving into this area within the next what 12 years or is it um it's two no, it's 200 years, nine years yeah two hundred thirty-six thousand over 30 years so you know oh, 30 uh, years yeah yeah i'm so, not sure how many so come each year double. we're gonna double we're gonna double in in population size in 30 years yeah that's insane that's insane yeah uh let's switch it's, gears uh, and talk about uh, po- uh buying a home or investing in a property near a post-secondary institution this is a question uh, to the golfy team you can email your question to questions at robgolfie.com my daughter is going to a post-secondary institution out of town this year what advice do you have to help me decide whether to buy an investment property near campus for her to live in or simply rent so the first thing is um, unless you're absolutely, absolutely a hundred percent sure that your daughter is going to make it through the four years. Cause a lot of people end up dropping out in the first year of university. Mm-hmm. I think the dropout rate is pretty high just because of the fact, sometimes some people don't like the courses they're taking 
or just it's not it's it, they just the, the workload is too much. So I don't know if I would buy uh, an investment property near a university if your child's going there the first year. I, I get it. If you have the money to do it, that's fantastic, uh, which is great. I would wait till they actually gre- uh, finish their first year in university and then probably start seeking it out so that you know uh, you're not going to be uh, a landlord with no child in it. They may be home with you, but you now you're, you're, you're a landlord in a different city that could be a lot of headaches. Um, the thing is, are you, are you ready to handle repairs and maintenance with a, a, a residential home outside of where you live? Also, when you're hiring a realtor, do not use your realtor that you use in your local city and coming out of town. Get a realtor that knows the area well, and because he also can help you rent it. But uh, but yeah, and then make sure that you can buy this property to to, to rent to students uh, in the area. But there's a lot of different things to look for, so be very very careful. Do not do not uh, make sure you know what you're doing. But I would wait till your students in the second year before you're buying a house, and that's my my opinion on that. That's a great tip. If you want to list your home for sale, you got to go online to robgolfie.com. Contact Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. When we come back, we'll talk about a lot of first-time home buyers uh, getting out of Dodge. Yeah, they're escaping the big cities for small towns because that's the housing they can afford. That's next here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Joining me once again is Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today, 905-575-7700. If you are looking to sell your house or in the market to buy a home, contact Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales. That number again, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. Follow the Golfie team on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you have a question or a topic idea for future show, send the Golfie team an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Talking about first-time homebuyers leaving um, their hometowns or a big city for smaller towns in search of affordable housing. I have a friend who has a friend who just sold their house here in Ontario to move to Fredericton, New Brunswick, basically sold their home for, uh, I think the figure was 700 and change. Um, They bought a house in Fredericton for about 350, so they're cashing a lot of money. Uh, but they're able to improve their new home and able to live uh, much more comfortably in a smaller setting. Yeah, it's, and that's happening a lot all across the country. People are uh, moving uh, to smaller urban areas where they can afford. Um, some of them actually, you know, embrace and, and love it, and some of them actually have a hard time um, just because of the fact they're away from family, they're starting fresh, brand new, new friends, uh, new neighbors, new new little town, and 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 this is happening more now just because of the fact that people are able to work out of their homes, mm-hmm. and companies realize that hey, 
you know, we can, we can, we don't need people at the office every day. So it, it, it is changing the dynamics of, of how like people at work and sometimes people uh, working out, out of their house, they're like, you know, it's like waking up and really they have no socialization with anybody at work except talking, talking to them on the phone. But um, again, uh, it is happening. Interest rates are low. It, it's making it affordable where they can move to an area where it's, you know, simple. And that's why there's a lot of people uh, moving all across the country uh, and or even outside their uh, city areas to, to live comfortably and affordably. Um, in the U.S., I mean, the U.S. is mostly, uh, they're used to doing that. They're used to moving all over the country. Like people, like, I don't know, the way that Americans are uh, upbringing, like you see people moving to different uh, states and different parts of the country. Canada, I don't know, I, I feel that a lot of people... Uh, where, where, especially if they're in, in Ontario, they kind of stick around a lot closer um, to where they they grew up, and just be, and, and obviously Ontario is is a major one of the major provinces in Canada that has a lot of uh, different types of uh, industry and, and business and everything else uh, for jobs. So there's a lot of choices there, but um, but yeah, yeah, and you know people are moving to smaller city areas uh country areas just so they can afford a house it, and and it's going to continue that way it's just going to keep sprawling out 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 and then those small area areas they're going to be more expensive because that's where everybody's going so <laughs> it's just it's just like it's like bringing the, the disease out to the small urban areas it's like okay and, and they bring their friends hey you got to come out this way it's great and then you get them coming then they tell their friends and so on and so on and that, and that's how and that's how it works when immigrants were coming 50, 70 years ago, um, you would get, uh, you know, let's say the Italians, the Greeks, uh, and all different cultures uh, moving. So you get a, a bunch of them moving into a certain area. Then they tell their friends they move there. They tell their friends. And that's how you end up creating Little Italy and mm-hmm. Chinatown and, 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 and the Greek area. Like, it's, it's all those things that uh, uh, are happening when, when people are uh, moving. And the same thing is happening within Canada people start telling their friends and then their friends tell their friends. And then that's how uh, areas are going to start developing and becoming more popular in these small urban areas. I guess the, uh, the one proviso and it's very similar to uh, the discussion we just had about university and college and buying or or renting is that, you know, if you're moving from Hamilton to Niagara, of course you're going to call the golfy team. If you're moving from Hamilton to Fredericton, let's say, um, you're you're probably going to want to deal with a local realtor there because that person knows the market much better than anybody else would. Absolutely. I always get somebody that know that's been in the business for a fair amount of time and they live and work there uh, that knows the market because then you don't want to end up moving into a bad neighborhood and then finding out um, that, wow, I wouldn't have bought this house if, if I knew this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there's, you know, there's some tough neighborhoods in Hamilton and, and we know these Toronto agents. I mean, I'm not, I'm not discrediting them. They're good. They're good agents, but they, they, they're coming to Hamilton and they move their, 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 buyers into neighborhoods that should not they should not be in and and what what do they do like what do these buyers do they have to live there i mean they have to stay there for a bit before they make a move because it's cost to move so be very very careful when uh uh, if you're moving to a different city or a different province get the local person there that knows the area uh because you don't want to have your kids growing up in a in a really nasty neighborhood 
that can steer them in a wrong direction. So be very careful when you're when you're moving and hire the local agent for sure. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, an ancient oak tree and a lot of bees. We'll explain when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. One more go-round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And follow the Golfy team. They're all over social media, be it Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfy team, send them an email, questions at robgolfy.com. Came across this story the other day, and I thought it was a doozy. Um, a couple bought a, uh, a really old house. The, the property was built in 1872, and uh, they, they loved the home. Uh, you know, admittedly, it was not in very good shape, but it was near the school district that they wanted, uh, you know, they, they were looking in. There was a lot of land, so they really fell in love with the house. But they did not do a home inspection, and tisk tisk on them, because what was found in the walls, and, and the homeowner disclosed that, hey, there's bees in the walls. And uh, the couple said, okay, you know, we, we could live with that. We'll just have them removed. What they didn't realize was that it was 450,000 bees that were in the walls. So they ended up paying $12,000 to remove the, the bees over the course of a week. That's a hefty price tag. It, it, it is $12,000. And so they called a beekeeper mm-hmm. and he was, he, he, yeah, he managed to uh, move their uh, move them to his farm, his bee farm, uh, which you know it, it took him a week to do. He said he said the bees were actually pretty good. He goes, he only got stung five or six times. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Maybe they the sellers did disclose that there were bees, but could they go after them and say, hey, listen, you didn't tell us there was like. I mean, how do you count bees, right? You just <laughs> exactly. Imagine, <yeah>. okay? <laughs> it's like, but um, but there was like hundreds of thousands of bees uh, in the chimney and behind the walls, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that's tough, and that's how yeah, that's what's happening a lot, you know, with uh, home inspections. I'm sure a home inspector would have looked in the chimney and looked around, mm-hmm. you know, and you just you know they would have said, hey, listen, I think you've got an infestation of bees in this house. Um, you you better be careful. Like probably they wouldn't, people wouldn't bought that house. And can you imagine putting your ear against the wall? You'd oh, hear geez. a humming noise, yeah. you know, so, all the time. But and as the story goes, the bee uh, remover, if you will, the beekeeper said that he was called to this property um, in the past, and the homeowner wanted to you know get rid of the bees, but was unable to pay the price of the removal, which you know turned out to be twelve grand. So he sold the home instead. Is there any recourse for the home buyer other than, you know, seeing bees in the wall? It's really vague. Um, I guess he's yeah. disclosed that, hey, yeah, I have bees in the wall. But uh, to the extent that there were, I mean, it wasn't really that specific. No, it wasn't that specific. And I don't think the buyer has uh, 
a real uh, case there because he did. It, 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 he was informed that there are bees. Mm-hmm. The, the the guy didn't say, "Well, how many bees?" Or no, like, you know what? And nobody would ask that question. You, you know what I mean? I don't think I would ask that question if I was buying a house. You know, I just want to let you know that, you know, there is bee nests here and, uh, you know, you may have to get them removed. Oh, okay, no problem. I can right. handle that. Yeah, we'll get, yeah. we'll call somebody to do that. But they didn't realize there's like a whole, you know, colony. Like there's like, you know, hundreds of thousands of bees. <laughs> and so I think, he, I think the buyer would have a hard case because the seller did disclose there's bees and nobody questioned to say, well, how many bees are there? Like, but the seller should have disclosed. Listen, we got we got a lot of bees here, and uh, and we just never did anything about it over the years. We just lived with it. Yeah. But yeah, it could be it could be a big challenging uh, challenging. But I mean, they did it. I don't know if, if the story's going beyond that with uh, going after them for for that or not. But. I think it, I think they'd have a hard case for buyers because mm-hmm. they were they were informed of the bees. We got uh, less than two minutes to go, so we'll talk about this ancient tree in Toronto. So there's a property owner in Tio who was selling, going to sell his property to the city, and his property contained uh, what's being described as an ancient oak tree, but is now backtracking from selling the property. Tell us about this. Yeah, so he basically, uh, the city wanted the, to buy this property so and tear down the house and keep this tree because it's like 200 and something years old. Yeah. And But the city said, we'll buy it if we can get the funds from a different, uh, I, I can't remember what, um, from, from another organization. Mm-hmm. Well, it was taken long and long and long, and the conditional date passed. So in the meantime, the seller there bought another property because they thought, hey, the city's buying our, our house and, you know, and because uh, they want to keep this tree alive and well, uh, but they haven't bought it yet. So I think they, the, uh, my understanding is they finally made the deal or something like that. They finally made the, yeah. the deal, uh, but the sellers want a higher price because uh, house values have gone up. Right, yeah. So, so, so I don't blame them. I, you know, say, listen, I had to stay here. I had to live here. Like, I mean, I've been waiting for you guys. Like, Come on, like you know what I mean, like, like, uh, and the conditions uh, have been up, but I'm, uh, but I don't know where where it's at, but I think the, the city is buying the house, they're going to tear down the house and make sure, that, and they're going to make like a little uh, playground, neighborhood playground, so that uh, and people can enjoy this uh, uh, tree that uh, that's over 200 years old. Yeah, a 250 year old red uh, oak tree. So uh, yeah, at least uh, someone will enjoy the shade. That's for sure. Rob, great show yeah. as always. Thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at nine, right here on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.